Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube uh, with Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yeah, That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. Right, I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. Five. Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Carl, test, test. Carl, Carl, test, test. Yeah, you're all buzzy. I gotta call back. Let's watch. It's Joe DeCarlo. Not duh like duh. Oh, that's funny. It's duh like French. So it's Jokes DeCarlo. Follow me now. With Michael Spiegel Man. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's right. You subscribe to the L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T podcast available on iTunes and everywhere. We also stream first live uh, streaming on mutinyradio.fm every Sunday, 2 to uh, 4 p.m. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl, am I right? 2 p.m., right? You were certainly right about L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T and that we first broadcast on Mutiny Radio, but I think it's time to plug Mutiny Radio. What's our sponsor? Oh, our sponsor is MutinyRadio.fm, where we stream live. We're part of a great Sunday lineup. We even have a show called The Edge of Insanity at noon prior to us. Great show with Paul Brumbaugh. Why don't you contribute to the station? Keep it going. We have a GoFundMe, which I believe wrapped up in September. However, you can go to Venmo and throw some Venmo bucks at Mutiny Radio. I'm really excited to have Paul Brumbaugh here with us. Hi, Paul. Hey, guys. It's good to be here with you guys, too. It's been so long since we've all been so live in the studio, we almost forget our time slots. Yeah. <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah, so we want you to listen to Paul's show. We want you to subscribe to Paul's show. We have Paul here. He yeah. will be doing our countdown very shortly as we count down the movie we are going to let us watch, uh, a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie today? <laughs> Today we're going to watch Munchies, thanks to your popular demand. (laughs) M-U-N-C-H-I-E-S. 
1987. Munchies, 1987. Uh, Put in the YouTube search. Greatest year ever. We like Kev's All right, movie so go ahead channel. And... Kev's movie channel. I'm going to subscribe to Kev's music, movie channel. But look like at movie the channels. movies first. Uh, Every episode you subscribe to yet another. I want to leave a mark. I want them to know I was there. I existed. I used your video for other means. So go ahead to type in Munchies. Spelled like it sounds, 1987. You'll get to the link from Kev's movie channel. Click that link. Hit pause. Move the timer to 000. We want to play this movie the same time with you. We want you to listen to the podcast and watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. That's the only way you can truly experience L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Paul, can you say the initials? Paul, can you say them? Yes, I can. You probably want me to do it anyway, don't you? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay, it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. <laughs> I'm going to so professional. That's a great ad right there. That's a professional ad right there. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Right, well, ladies and gentlemen, I am, we are gonna, we're going to do the countdown, and I'm very excited. Uh, not only is Paul here, but we're very excited to have Paul do the countdown. So we – what's that, sir? I just want to be clear. K-E-V apostrophe S movie channel is hosting Munchies 1987. Take it away. Kev. Kev. All right. Uh, Paul, please. The countdown king is here himself. We please welcome Paul Brumbaugh. All right, man. I, okay, I think I've got it. I've got the munchies. Oh, you mean the movie. All right, guys, here we go. Put your finger right over that triangle. Let's do this thing in true munchie style. Three, two, one, go. Launch. True munchie style. Uh-oh, star date. Dear Cindy. Star Trek reference, Carl. It's a Star Trek connection. The Star Trek connection. Every movie we watch either has actors or references to Star Trek. Right. Or sexual abuse. Yeah. Right. Sexual or sexual abuse. Is that Corman? Yes, that is. That is Harvey. Harvey. And I don't know who that guy was. That's the everyman. Everyman white guy. Harvey Corman Jr.? Yes. Well, his name is Waterman, which is ironic from Waterman. It's uh, he's not, his name is Paul and his father is Simon. You know Harvey, Simon Waterman. It's an archaeologist, and believe it or not, he's looking for alien space stuff. Interesting. What a waste of time. Right. We don't exist. Yeah. Who gave him funding? <laughs> the final leprechaun. <laughs> Look, look at their dig uh, I'm gonna look for uh, special effects, right? They bought a tent. They got a cooler. <laughs> Corman's there. They got some props. Give him a glove with a baseball glove. So, oh, look, Jenny Hill. Paul wants to go to Los Angeles and be a stand-up comedian. And he's like, son, Los Angeles like New Jersey with earthquakes. Is that true? I guess that's no, true. I'm from New Jersey not. and California. It's it's a weird thing to say, and it's our author's first joke. Well, New Jersey is tend to be used as a punchline, right? We can admit that in the fifty to hundred years of comedy in America. 
Oh, uh, but meeting. So maybe that's it. Meeting. I'm sorry, Paul. Jumped. He put on a parachute and bailed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we woke him up today. As today merges into another day. <laughs> well, we were the highlight of Paul's day. Don't forget, we want you to listen to Paul's podcast, The Edge of Insanity. It's excellent. The Edge of Insanity. Check it out on mutinyradio.fm. Yeah. Yeah. If you go there, there's a, a podcast archive page, and you can find our 200 episodes and Paul's 200 episodes. Yes. Happy searching. Yeah. <laughs> Be like an archaeologist. I guess uh, Indiana Jones made archaeology movies cool again. Yes, exactly. Usually it's like a bunch of nerds getting chased by mummies. <laughs> okay, so what's about to happen, you know, I'll spare you the details. It's it's like Machu Picchu and, uh, you know, they got an interpreter and anyway, he's about to find a creature, Okay. And that creature, he believes, is an alien. And that will prove that there are aliens. You know, it's alien techno- um, ancient aliens kind of thing. And that'll make Simon he's very... He's alien? Mm-hmm. He's going to find the munchies. But aren't munchies aliens? Well... I have to use plural when I say munchies. In the end, the munchies are not aliens. Just to ruin like for you. <laughs> Oh Jesus! First off, why is it why is Harvey wearing a fucking San Francisco Giants cap? And also in yep. the eighties, were they in San Francisco the Giants? Yeah, they were. The earthquake happened around then. Okay, there they find a, a cute, adorable creature who speaks Spanish. Oh. <laughs> hey, and, yo quiero Taco Bell. Right, and um, they're gonna. Put him in a duffel bag and take him home, essentially. That's what's going on here. There's only one of them, you see. It's not plural. Well, the title says Munchies, and we had watched – we should say that last week's episode, we had watched a family-friendly, family-friendly, family-entertainment movie called Munchies, Mm -hmm. which is the unofficial direct-to-video sequel to this movie. And it was reset as a kid's film where there was one creature, a munchie who spoke – and help the kid. Dom DeLuise. Uh, yeah, the voice of Dom DeLuise. And Munchies helped uh, a young white boy deal with his mom dating. Right? Because his dad was not there and his mom were dating and he didn't like the stepdad. Right. But Munchie, like, put a matchstick, a wooden match in the He gave him a hot stepdad foot. Too. Gave him a hot foot. And they laughed, and it felt better for him. What's that? The sequel has nothing to do with this movie. Well, this movie is an R-rated kind of teen sex comedy from the late 80s. The only connection we have is that Roger Corman uh, produced these movies. Yes. For his various entertainment mediums. And I think producing them kind of lightly, you know what I mean? Like, he had his boy, like the, the... for Munchie, nineteen ninety two, it was uh, I forget his name now, but he he's a you know, Corman is his guru. He's trusted, you know. Go make me an exploitation. Yeah. Movie. We were talking about that director. He's just he would crank him out for Corman. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the thing is, this is obviously off of Gremlins, right? I mean, it's another knockoff. It's it's that's a Corman specialty. 
whatever's hip or popular right. now, I'm going to take it. I'm going to exploit that, and people will go to the theater. Harvey Corman. So Harvey Corman being in movies is a special thing. He was in Blazing Saddles, and that's about it. Like, was he in Disney movies? He was uh, he part of the uh, Apple Seed Gang or whatever, the Apple Dumpling Gang. No, well, Corman had a look. He was uh, okay before he was on the Carol Burnett show. That's how you really know him. He was on Flintstones as the Great Kazoo. Uh huh. <clears throat> That's right. That's the classic Rosie O'Donnell joke saying that the the Flintstones were unrealistic when the <laughs> uh, He was in the Munsters like uh, for three years. Uh, you know, doing just uh, I guess it was once every year he was there. And there were several films by Mel Brooks. It wasn't just. So what other movies? The High Anxiety. High Anxiety. That's a great one. My, yeah. Remember he was dating the uh, Nurse Diesel. It was a, that was a really good one. Was he in Spaceballs? I don't think so. I'm not a fan of Spaceballs. I know everyone else is. I don't get it either. It was just kind of a weak comedy. I mean, uh-huh. I I get the nostalgia of nostalgia, but I just don't. Uh, it wasn't as good a good film. It was better than uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It. It was better than Robin Hood Men in Tights. Although I guess they're equal. <laughs> we have Pan Am? No, United. So United's still around. Okay, now. Oh, this is pre 9 11. They're back home. It's pre 9 11, but there's a joke. Listen. Gentlemen, time to step aside and make this move. So it's the girlfriend. They're home with Munchie in the bag. And this girl was in Gremlins. Really? Yeah. Phoebe Cates? Yeah. And the director, uh, no, her her name is Nadine Vanderveld. Uh, we know her in this show from Moving Violations. She oh, yeah, absolutely, which is probably a year before, 86. Yeah, she was in Critters. She was in Critters, not Gremlins, uh, which was the original. Well, Gremlins- Critters is... The only thing I know about Critters is that Leonardo DiCaprio was in Critters 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was Critters, there was Ghoulies, there was Munchies. Uh, I think I'm missing another Gremlins knockoff. Right? We watched Ghoulies go to college. Yeah, that was great. That had three Ghoulies. It was Ghoulies, plural, and there was plural amount of Ghoulies. Unlike there this movie, Munchies, I've only seen a Munchie. Yes. Yeah, there are three students at a college. You should have seen them when they opened up that glass refrigerator filled with beer. Hysterical. Beer beer avalanched onto them? Yeah. Oh, Thomas Azamo. So this is a guy who's mean, and he's like the son of the big cop in town. And so he's going to... Oh, he's really mean. We'll have him set up as he's a buffoon. Yeah, pulled over already. Ma'am, you know you're wearing a wool cap in the desert. She isn't being pulled yes, over for speeding. She's pe- being pulled over because she went a few decibels over the noise ordinance <laughs> when her car backfired. That's a, that's a, yeah, it really annoyed all the tumbleweeds. They know him. They like went to Cliff's high school with him or something. Hi, everybody. How are you? Doc? Oh, hey, Officer Pig. I mean, Toby. 
He's just like gonna be set up to douche. Meanwhile, poor Munchie's like stuck in that bag the whole time. Munchie, excuse me, Munchie. Well, there's only one Munchie right now. Should I? I, I you know, I'm definitely gonna. Yeah, please do. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll yeah. Just... Well, I I have a question. Cut them Answer up. Answer my question. They. What? Is there more than one Munchie? Right. Is there more than one Munchie in the? Yeah. Them. Cut him in half. There's two munchies now. Oh, but isn't that the three rules of munchies? You don't feed him after midnight. You don't add water to him, and you don't cut him in half. <laughs> right. You don't cut him in half. So <laughs> it will. He will be cut into Shit. fours. You'll see. And then at the like real close to the end, they're gonna try to cut themselves. Like make more of themselves. Wait a minute, they're going to cut themselves? It's so fucking gross. They commit suicide to make more. But How did they wind up cutting a monkey go... in half? What's that? How did they come to the, the point in their lives where they were cutting a monkey in half? Oh, well, that's the film. You shall see. Doesn't make any sense. Is that Henry Gibson and Artie Johnson next door spying on him? No. no it's, uh... You're right. It's Cecil. Cecil Waterman. Oh, his twin brother. Yes. But he's clearly not, you know, they both have their distinguishing features, like a terrible wig and a horrible mustache. It's really bad. Yeah, how, did Harvey, how did Harvey Corbin show up in this movie? I don't know. Oh, there's the Elvis location. Oh, well, it I'll tell you what, it only, it only took 12 days to shoot the whole thing. So. Nice. Well, Harvey Carbon's a genius. I mean, he's funny in anything, and unfortunately, he does a lot. <laughs> you know, like, hey, can you do a wacky commercial? Yeah, I'm Harvey Corbin. Obviously, I could do a wacky commercial for you. Of course. Yeah. So what we're getting right now is the cuteness of Munchie. Me, 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 me. Well, the Munchie movie we saw, Harvey, uh, Dom DeLuise started talking almost immediately. Yes. He was all like, hey, hey, I'm a stupid. <laughs> now, they're giving him snacks, right? So yeah. that's why she nicknames him Munchie. Yeah, that hasn't been described yet. Uh, Let's see. Here it is. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen anybody eat so much junk since that time you got drunk. Remember, and you ate that bar of hash. Yeah, you thought it was a chunky. <laughs> Munchie. So now our character. He's a munchie. It doesn't freak them out that there's some weird creature in a bag, but they're just like, let's be cute and give him munchies. Exactly right. And look at the way they transported an alien being, put him in a duffel bag with his yeah, underwear. That's part of the joke. So now. They're archaeologists. They're, they're archaeologists. Yeah. He's irresponsibly leaving his kid in charge of munchie. Yeah, he should be kicked out of the archaeology guild. Look, Mike, he's got an alien creature. And what does he do? You watch this <laughs> dog for a little while. Let's put him in a duffel bag. You better. And uh, watch TV. Now, Harvey Corman across the street is listening in. He's got his brother's house bugged. Weird. Yeah. Oh, like our brothers. Our brothers do that all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally... 
on to Marcus, and I find bugs all the time. He's very bad at it. <laughs> Took very bad at years, it. Years, but I I see right through him. Sometimes I scam him. I like talk scandals into it, get them all riled up, and disprove right. it on a parent. Yeah, well, my my brother's house is really dirty, so I see bugs in there all the time. Yeah, lots of bugs. Oh, Carl, I was going to tell you a joke about snot, but I figured you would think it was too on the nose. Okay, snot? Look, Elvis. On the nose. Now, on the nose. Cecil, right there with his wig, right? Look at that stupid mustache. Yeah. Okay, Cecil yeah. has a wife named Melvin. <laughs> Cecil and Melvin? Melvis. Melvis is his wife. Whoa, there's two Cormans in one shot. That's right. They got Gabe Kaplan. It 12 days to do that. They got Gabe Kaplan. <laughs> Gabe Kaplan. Yeah. Welcome game. back, Connor, looking for a gig. Oh, man, no, no way, man. Gabe Kaplan's my hero. He became a professional poker player, like, when it wasn't cool. <laughs> and ever since then, he does color commentary. Like, he's part of that scene now. He doesn't need, like... Stand up or sitcom. That's right. All right. He still made it. Yeah. He made it. You know, every week I check for the movie Fast Break, the movie starring Gabe Kaplan as a basketball coach. Oh, right. And every week I can't yes. find it. Right. Fast Break. I remember. I, I didn't see. I might have even seen it. It's weird. Remember back then, like, uh, let's just be old timers for a second. A movie came out in the theater, yeah. it was out for a week, and if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. Oh, I'll, I'll even outtimer you on this. I was on a plane ride as a kid, and that was the movie being featured on the in-flight entertainment fast break. And of course my parents weren't, you know, we were lucky to be on a plane, let alone get, you know, and then it was like headphones or whatever. Yeah, we were spending money on that. So, and it was an R-rated movie, I was really psyched. <laughs> But I couldn't watch it. You know, but I flew across on an airplane. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So is this his deadbeat son? Kind of, yeah. This is Dude, and Dude is a stepson. Cecil now, says son. That implies that it's from Melvis's first marriage or something, but no, she adopted him. Huh. Now, essentially... Cecil, Harvey Corman too, is saying, you're going to help me do some evil shit or, like, I don't know, he threatens to kill him. <laughs> yeah, he's going to choke him like a Homer Simpson. Yeah. Wow, isn't it weird in these end days to see someone wear a bandana on his head? And not their face. you covering your face. <laughs> now, you see, these are just regular goldfish, but we're getting a soul of a story right. that they're tropical fish, and he's in love with them. Oh, so someone's going to ruin it, right? They're going to drop sushi in there or something in the 80s? Yeah, well, they'll just they'll just be victims of the munchies, and, you know, it's just another way. Right. Now, the woman who directed this, her name's Tina, Tina Hirsch, and she was the film editor for Gremlins. Oh, so she knew her way around the puppets, then? Well, no. I mean, this film is its own. I'm just saying she was a part of Gremlin. She was their editor. So, like, I don't think it was Corman who – Corman did produce this. 
Anyway, he snapped her up to be in this, to give it legitimacy. And he's got the woman from Critters, the... You know what I mean? He's trying to make it legit. And he's oh, yeah. Foreman. So there's a legacy. Mm-hmm. And it's from the editor of Gremlins. And the star of Critters right. comes Roger Corman's uh, munchies. But she, I just want to say this, Tina Hirsch edited three films for, for Harvey. I mean, sorry, for Corman. For Roger. Roger Corman in the 70s. So this was her directorial day. Oh, yeah, he tends to. She came to him. Well, you know, you know the story of Roger Corman. How they, a lot of filmmakers who made it through his system will say there was just like a great learning tool, and he, yeah. you know, famously used like uh, James Cameron and Martin Scorsese, gave him the opportunity to kind of just crank out Piranha and what have you. Like a lot of people, oh, are they... like Rod, Harv, uh, Roger Corman's contribution is kind of like. You know, but it was such opportunity. He made movies happen, and sometimes he had gold. And he, just like you said, there a whole like little mini industry of making films revolved around this man. Yeah, a lot of opportunity. Yeah, I don't know if like he's been around for years. Ooh, what a, by the way, Carl, uh, I'm a gremlin on the streets, but a, a munchies in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Corman's movies aren't good, but you know, I, he's been around for decades, and I haven't heard like a bad thing about him. Like I, he hasn't been retweeted or anything. Look, he bumps into him, and heart, it's just this look, and they stay there forever. I don't know if Corman had anything to do with that, but like these bad movies are sometimes really good. Well, you do have Harvey Corman, right? Uh-huh. You do have like. Harvey Corman. So you want to utilize Harvey Corman. He's one of the great, you know, I don't know him personally, but I know that he's oh, one of the best ones to get comedy. Mm. Oh, I know. Huh. Oh, I know Tim Conway. Sure. Oh, sure. Good. Conway will have lunch sure. with anyone who will pay the bill. <coughs> who else was on the Carol the Met show? It was, uh, uh, the there's one actor that I always see. That, like, he's always young and has, like, crazy hair. But he's always in the uh, Carl Burnett show, and I can't think of him. And there was also the oh, other woman who played Mama, who compl- Mama's family. Yeah, who complimented like so much of Carol Burnett's uh, sketches. I I just know her face, I guess. Uh, okay, so this is all playing. Look now, look. I want you to see that it's not even a puppet; it's a stuffed animal. Uh-huh. <laughs> a little stop motion animation, maybe at most. Well, they've got like some sort of fishtail going on. The thing is, there was no budget or money's put into like they 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 can't bend joints. They're stuffed animals. Right. Well, we should note that due to budget constraints, this whole action sequence takes place in their kitchen. <laughs> due to budget constraints. <laughs> We are not shooting outside this house. <laughs> we only have 12 days. No, that's a good take. No, that's a good take. No, we're not doing it again. Well, you know, Cor- Corman was known for making movies, uh, shooting them in two days. Uh, Bucket of right. Blood and uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Wow. They were going to tear down the set, and he said, well, wait, 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 I'll make a movie called Little Shop of Horrors. And he did it in two days. Wow. 
So that was when he was directing this. What's with this t-shirt? How 80s is this movie? Is it Grateful Dead shirt? Yes. See, right now he's complaining that he wanted to go to the Berkeley Hackensack, Hacky, Hacky Sack Festival. <laughs> and he said, no, you're coming. We celebrate Hackensack. So he's doing the same thing I... that his brother did. He's saying to his son, watch this alien creature. See the gun? Yeah. It's always threatening to kill him. It's kill his son. His, well, stepson, but. His stepson, yeah. But maybe the menace isn't the uh, munchies. Maybe it's your stepdad. <laughs> oh, that's missionary. It's so fucking. Oh, it's not missionary. <laughs> Some kind of funky missionary. It's like a six. Uh, missionary. It isn't a 69. It's a it six. Right. <laughs> now it's an L. It's a greater than sign. All right, so he's now, like, the, dead. the munch, yeah, he's into the dead. That's what it's all about. So the munchie's not really causing any trouble. I mean, he's just being, a, like, a little dummy. Uh, but he'll get annoyed with him and start getting physical. And when that happens, uh, the munchie just starts to change. Really? Watch, slam into the nice. wall. Nice. He hasn't been mistreated by That's any. exactly what you There's bird tweeting noises. <laughs> That's so unrealistic. <laughs> First the great tattoo, now that. Forget it. Uh, recall. And then, oh, hey, remember when I had a pool table in my kitchen? Very 80s. Yeah. This was like a, a MTV's like crib, you know, where they're like, "Hi, I'm Martha Blackburn. Welcome to MTV. We'll be showing videos all hour." You know how they had their cool right. apartment. You see that special effect? Do you remember? That was that took a lot of money. Do you remember the FX, the TV network, the cable network when it first came out? They had like the FX house, uh -huh. and they'd be like, "We're showing Batman reruns here at the FX house." Okay. Yeah. It was before they did a original program. Of, of us. Batman rerun. Content, yeah. Look, yeah. I just want to say again, yeah. man, it's embarrassing to me for Roger Corman that these are stuffed animals, toys. They're toys. They're not puppets. They didn't even, like, have a prop team that created an original puppet. They just took an existing toy and right. added fangs. Watch. Did you see how it's inanimate in that shot? Yeah. Uh huh. Ouch! It's a. I feel bad for this actor. Oh, uh oh. Now he's really he, gonna change. Kiss. Chew, huh? He's taking... Scratch. That's my cue. I get it. That was a pool. Was... So look, he pulled. Yeah, right, right. Shotgun. He said, "Good." The fuck is in their kitchen? But this guy has like acupuncture needles. Right. But oh he... no, fondue needles. He's shooting uh -oh. a gun in his own home. Like, his father said, you watch this animal for me. And now he's chasing it around to kill it. All right, well, you had to be there. 
This house is so 80s. It looks like the house from the Twilight Zone movie where the kid shots yeah, everybody. Yeah. Wow. Shot the sticky fingers. So See, I can't tell if it's product placement or they're just poorly just shot. You know, they just said, okay, put some Cokes here and wear a Grateful Dead shirt. Yeah, I doubt it's product placement because it's Corman and it was quickly done. I don't know. Look how it's a toy. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm going to stop complaining about it. It's a toy. We get it. There's, well, we've played with toys before, no, right? We should play with toys in movies. Oh, no. He cut it in two. He did it. Uh, you can see the stuffing come out of the toy. Oh. Uh, uh, I guess uh, I'm uh, going to be hurt. Oh, my sick face in fridge. <laughs> Look. This looks like the kitchen that Roger Rabbit chased around. Uh-oh. It must be after midnight. Okay, now. Or he must have fed him. Cecil went to the train station to pick up Melvis. 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 You know, Melvis is a hero to most. The kid's name is Dude. He just loves you. Here's why she adopted. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, and that's how we got married. No. Uh -oh. Now, it was only cut in two, and yet we're getting multiple. Good. The movie's fucking called Munchies. Right. And this is half hour into this fucking movie. I want to see multiple Munchies. So I, so there's this is a trilogy. So this is a theatrically released wink on wink uh, movie that went straight to video called Munchies. The video sales were good enough that Corman and a new production company produced Munchie in 92, which is a kid's movie. And then they made a follow-up to the kid's movie called Munchie Strikes Back. Yeah. And we saw Munchie last week, and we just had to see the original. Yeah, we just had to. <laughs> yeah, we had to. <laughs> I made you. Yeah, I got you. I like this one. Oh, come here, we'll Uncle John fan. You like this? It's pain. Now look, they turn oh. the sound up so loud that it kills him. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plot. We just we just saw him die. They turned up the sound so loud dead. it killed him. The volume said, "Well, who? How would it kill them? Well, the volume is set to knob. It's set to nine. Set to oh seven. shit! <laughs> murder most loud. Yeah, right. Oh, now they got a fucking gun. It was a murder most loud. <laughs> That's like the lamest murder she wrote episode. Now there was God, so this. So the munchies conveniently." Decided, you know, to have fun with a gun. So now they, the thing yeah, is, well, they, you know, they know they, everything. Listen, this is what's incredible. They're just born, as you know, but they know everything. Right. They're all t one of them sounds like Cheech, and the other sounds like Chong. They, you know, they're they're getting turned on right now by her dance. <laughs> it's yeah, they grew up and went to college. Oh, trapped. That trash. Isn't he proud of him? There, I got the puppeteer's hands out of their. Oh. Uh, 
guys, they're fucking monkeys. They're gonna survive that garbage can. What yeah, are you thinking? They had a gun. About their ears. Oh, gun. Now look at Melvis's Cadillac. I know it's so it's eighties fifties kitsch, right? right? The Elvis references, the uh, the pink uh, Cadillacs with the pins. It's all eighties takes on fifties uh, culture. Oh, yeah. 30 years earlier. That's always the way it is with nostalgia. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the reason why we watch Todd Strange things and all that garbage. Yeah. Yeah, it's 80s, 80s nostalgia, but through a 2010 lens. <laughs> 2020 lens. Okay, now, here's a joke yeah. of the film. They're driving a gremlin. Ugh. Well, that's what I like to see. A monkey and it's not even it's like a Tijuana Bible. Yeah, then the monkey rides the gremlin, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, they're drinking Coke? They're not drinking beers? We should be drinking. Ghoulies would drink beers when they steal a car. Pot! They are smoking pot. That's pretty cool. It's cigarettes. This became a kid's movie. Yeah. Okay, now once again, we have our guy, uh, Dean, the jerk, pulling him over. Oh, yeah. If there wasn't traffic, this Good guy would have on the road. Too. Yeah, right. Well, there's something else to do. The town consists of, of two part, uh, suburban houses. Yeah, really. You know, I really wonder what's going to happen, Mike, when we do have self-driving cars, be it 50 years from now or whatever, 25, I don't know what it's, the future will hold. Yeah. It's, what will cops do when traffic is removed? Huh. Well, you've seen that uh, Bruce Willis movie, Surrogates, right, where they, they just mm -hmm. have their robot bodies walk around and they sit in the office desk as human flesh pots. Right. That's what's going to happen. Well, Okay, so now they're scamming the cop. And it's totally stupid and not believable, even as a – they're telling him that the, her mother – her father works for the CIA, and they're on a mission, and communists are going to blow up uh, this golf course, this uh, mini golf course. And they're enlisting him to help by guarding it. Oh, uh, well – He's my favorite kind of actor, the mouth breather. <laughs> By the way, he um it's not believable in real life in the in the world of the movie, suspending disbelief. It's not believable that this guy would believe that and go off to hide to all right, whatever. Listen, I love Yeah, no, it's not believable. It says Gremlin on the uh, newspaper. Yes, another nod. That's a pretty heavy nod. That's like a knock. Well, it's sort of like, yeah, we're making it, so yeah. That's right, Gremlins. We're... Gremlins was old. This is at the end of the fade, the craze, you know. Yeah, but so so I guess this is the we're talking about like we live in the Netflix world, but this is a, a video store world when this this came about. Yeah. And then also so it didn't matter like the, he got the movie, whatever movie theater it played, it played. But then the video went straight to the wall, yep. and it was next to your copy of Gremlins. You know, like 
And Gremlins also is interesting because the original was like an 84, but the sequel was like 90, 91. And, you know, the sequel is notoriously like insane. Right. Like it just throws everything out the window. So I, I think you said 84, and I think you're right. But so Gremlins, Ghoulies, Critters, and Troll had all already been out. This was the very last one, Munchie. Right, Troll. I, I, well, we, did, we watched Troll 1, and Troll 2 is... is mm-hmm. We've seen Troll. Yeah, right? That's I with uh, Brad Hall and Terry Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. I'm... And then Troll 2, uh, there's a documentary called Worst Film Ever, talking about the production of that film. Troll, okay. The, uh, the yeah. Howling 7. My Stepsister is a Werewolf, right? Is that one of the titles? Listen, this old lady, you see this old lady? Yeah. She's she was in the wedding singer doing that rap uh, rapper's delight. Oh, that's the rapper granny. Yeah. Oh, where to bury the lead? Oh, now I can enjoy this movie. It's got two of the greats, Corbin, Harvey Corbin, and rapper granny from from wedding singer. <laughs> so they just where does this gr- the car? Yeah. Where do they get their clothes? Like, where where do they get their sunglasses? What hot topics <laughs> were selling like munchy size headphones? No wait. He pulls up, and he says, which way did they go? And then Granny points, the only way you can go, right? It, yeah. It throughout the so film, was the point. Which way did he go? That way. Duh. Well, which way do you think he went? That's so funny, right? Yeah, well, you got to keep the plot going. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real snack. No, even though you got to keep the plot going. As a viewer, you see that, and it's not believable. No one in the real world would do that. Okay, so they come in to find right. a wreck. They don't know the munchies were here. Melvis doesn't even know Dude. what a munchie is. But she's going to find her dead son, right? Yes. Oh, this is very sad. Nah, it's not so sad. It's sad. Okay, here. It's a sad moment of munchies. Finds him. Dude. Alas, poor dude. Alas, poor dude. I knew him well. I knew him, Horatio. Takes her. Corman cares about the tropical fish. Oh, man. A lot of death in this movie. It's like the. Looks like my tropical fishes don't sleep with the fishes no more. <laughs> the tropical fishes sleep with the fishes. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Don Cheese. Like, yeah. My tropical fishes <laughs> sleep with the fishes. <laughs> yeah. I understand. He capiches. Understand. You say. I can. say you capiche. I capiche. I capiche. <laughs> <laughs> Recording our favorite movie foreplay with the uh, theme of Zero Michelle as a gangster. We do have that as one of our archived uh, movies. He cut pieces. <laughs> no one. Now watch. No one has helmets and no one has seatbelts. The munchies are just fucking with these motorcyclists, and the motorcyclists are being dicks and not letting them through. Who do you think is going to win this battle? Well, if I've seen the Corman biker movie before, I think the munchies are going to win. It's so 80s. No helmets, no seatbelts. That's right. Oh, 
Into a lake. Into a conveniently placed lake. <laughs> now watch. He flips in the bird. That's a bridge too far. And now, I don't even know it's a bird. It's just a big claw. I, I And nobody seems weirded out that they're munchies. So what, what, is, uh, what does Paul say? Which way did they go? Cindy screams out, which way did they go? Yeah. They went the only way you can go. Okay, never mind. Did they say, they went that away. Oh, it's Mel Vineland. Yeah, Mel Vineland. It's the golf course, and it's owned by Cecil. It's Melvis Land, but it reads as Mel Island. I-X-L-A-N-D. Like, do you remember the time where I had Penis Land and everyone called it Penn Island? Pissed yeah, me off. that was so annoying. It's Penis Land. Read it, read yeah, it. Yeah, not Penn Island. Wasn't there a joke with well, Shadynasty? Do you, do you, did you see It's Always Sunny with Shadynasty? Oh, no. <laughs> i never seen it. It was Shady Nasty. All right. Well, hey, we got half the cast here already. Now, basically, it's more like I'm a buffoon. I intend to let rampant anarchy rule today just because my dad's away. <laughs> what a pending disaster. The disaster that wrecked my condo, ate my tropical fish, and killed dude Macintosh, my beloved stepson. There's been a murder? My first murder. What a great day. I'm yeah. on case. <laughs> okay. That was a good joke no. of the whole film. They, they waited like six hours until the cops or son is dead. Yeah, that's that's, and later they'll go to a the mini golf course opening. You know, they don't care that their son. Right. I don't care if dude's dead. Uh, hey, listen, one less deadhead. You know, you know my motto. <laughs> so now they're having a confrontation. Uh, you know because. Let's face it, Cecil stole the munchie, then the munchie got away. Dude hacked the munchie, the munchie turned into a murderous bicyclist. He goes, Look at shut the up, wind. Nephew. So distracting. What's that? I hate I hate I, I hate Mindy exterior shots. They're just so oh. distracting. Imagine being the continuity girl on the shot. Nothing matches. What a pet. Her hair's blowing her face and now it's not blowing her face. I've heard you say this Look, before. Look, Yeah, I hate movies shot in Florida because it's so windy. It's like they can't control it. <laughs> but some movies pull it off. But look, her hair was in her face like yep. two shots ago. It was. And then and it isn't. Yeah. Oh, uh, whatevs. 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 Now, it's I don't know any world. of these reference, but apparently the voices of these uh, munchies Sounds like Gizmo the Mogwa. Chief right, Hunter, that's Howie Mandel. Dr. Claw. Uh-huh. Oh, from, uh, wait, 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 Inspector Gadget? No. Pepe Le Pew and I'll Tatiana. get you next time, Gadget. Pepe Le Pew. How come Pepe Le Pew's not shown anymore? Is it because he's a fucking predator? Uh, no, no. Uh, as you know, like, none of those cartoons we used to love when we were kids get shown today. It's just a new generation, you know? Right. Um, Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. Roadrunner. Well, Roadrunner is still around. 
I think the reason why no one cares about Runner isn't because it's politically incorrect now. It's just because it's this monotonous premise, right? How many times do you have to see that? Well, I get it. Life is a. a Back in our day, no, I'm with you, Mike. I'm with you in today's world of streaming or whatever. But back in our day, it was every Saturday for 30 minutes, right? Like every Saturday, you get your fix of that benign, how will he fail this time? They got to be someone's wet. Oh, until he's like, yeah, but then they're like, he would talk. Well, I liked when he talked, actually. uh, The actual theatrically shorts when uh, Mm -hmm. Wally Coyote puts on a very intellectual voice. I, I dig that. And, you know, I get the premise. It's it's life itself. Uh-oh, topless shot. That is somewhere to go, right? Like, yeah. you know, it, it was it, all this. Now he's giving a presentation. And sometimes they do jokes about the Acme delivery company, like delivery jokes. Yeah, right, because Acme is such a part of that world. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I used to watch Tom and Jerry all the time. It's the yeah. same kind of futile humor. Just much more. Violent. Uh, it was much more violent. It's a different kind of funny. Okay, so you can guess what's happening. They're terrorizing. They're escaping. Uh oh. They got to escape. Happy LePew. Yeah. I sell you in that one piece bikini. God damn. Now that for the first time, someone goes, "What the hell were those things?" It's the only time it'll happen in the movie, and he goes, "Tourists <laughs> from Nevada." Oh, speaking of which. Well, I had promised oh, you a connection. Right. We did a Stargate 2027. That's what yes. we But uh, there's a second one here. You know on Star Trek Voyager, there's that doctor who is a hologram? Uh-huh. I still have to wait in line for her. Do you know it or no? No. Uh-huh. Voyager? No. That is our Star Trek connection. When when I first saw this guy, I thought he was the um, in Ghostbusters, the hotel manager who was like, I had no idea it wouldn't be enough. Look, they're doing an ET gag. That time. There he is. So this is a play on Carvel. Yes. Oh, there he is. Yeah, all right. It's Marvel. Marvel. Well, anyway, I guess you don't know it, but people who know Star Trek will know the Anna, you know, like the hologram doctor on Voyager. Take two virtual pills and call me in the morning. <laughs> your head hurts. Let me adjust your programming. Okay, here's the joke. <laughs> Melvis is the one who's doing the spare tire. Beef snacks or beef jerky? Seven flavored jerky. Calling it real snack and misspelling snack with an X—that's called eighties irony, because it's not real. It's right because the word right. snack is not spelled correctly, and the snack itself is not real food. It's a snack, so right. it has a very ironical, as my friend would say. I would recommend a movie called *The Homeboy*, directed by Dave uh, Gebro, and there's a scene where the guy says it's, it's ironical. <laughs> I'm using it ironically. I really like that line. I use it all the time. Okay, now here's a real weak thing about the plot. These two, our heroes who are looking for the munchies, say to themselves, I think we should get some ice cream. Okay, pull into Marvel, and that's it. They coincidentally bump into the munchies. It makes no sense. 
a lot of this film makes no sense. Oh. Well, I mean, it's a universe where there's only like 12 people in this movie. So chances are like the, the out of the 12 people they meet, they're going to be munchies. <laughs> That's right. Like, where do you go? Where would you go anyway to get the munchies? An ice cream parlor. <laughs> the dude had the munchies. Listen, I wouldn't have gone. I would have. If I was searching for the monkey. Mu All right. Never mind. Monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. This, that metal gate gets. That metal tube uh, gets a lot of action. Those great hats. Oh, the cone heads. The cone heads. Check out this joke. Here. I missed that joke. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, he was, uh, okay, never mind. It wasn't so. Ooh, look, bad EMTs. Okay, so they're taking the dead body away, and they return. Oh, dude. That's right. <coughs> So we're having grieving, because Melvis did love him, you know. Dude, what's his name? That dude. The dead dude. Yeah. <coughs> now, for some reason, Paul and Cindy go home, and Paul reads a book that says these ancient people – never mind his archaeologist father didn't know this. They used to take inanimate objects and make them real. To life, the careful, it's a library book. Really? And look at that um, cover, right? It really is a library book. Yeah, right. That's a, With yeah, the that's where you spill coffee on it. And that, yeah, a little plastic idea. Well, you know, this uh, corn thing, I've been going through my comic book collection, and I bought like a bunch of like limited edition comics with the variant cover, and I've already got coffee all over them. <laughs> like, it just took me 24 hours to ruin it. Like something I've been hanging out for like a year. I finally <laughs> had the time to sit and read them, and I've already like defaced it. You know, if you ever go to a comic book shop, they'll say like, "Hey, do you want like a, a plastic bag and a, a backing?" And it's like, "Nah." Yeah. All right. It'll just prolong the inevitable, with knowing me. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're just gonna take it out to without it eventually. So now Harvey get busy with his wife, and who comes through the door but Big Ed? The father comes. I like that overhead shot. I have to tell you, man, I, I, I do dig the director. I think this movie is well directed. Tina, Tina Hirsch. Yuck. Hirsch. Yeah. You got to admit, like, it's well directed. It's very 80s kind of pop style, but. It looks like uh, Gregory Dark Porno or something. Oh, he's a dad, huh? He doesn't look that old. He's proud of his son. <laughs> oh. Okay, so he's... Here comes the real plot. The gremlins are going... I mean, the munchies are going down into the tubes of the, the, the town? And if they get into the underground storage space, they're going to find toxic chemicals. 
now, is, which is the first time these toxic chemicals got mentioned. Right. Now Melvis reminds them that they have to get going for the opening of the golf course, uh, the, the mini golf course. Never mind that their son has died. They don't cancel it. It's really strange. I mean, I get it. It's a comedy, but... Now, here's Harvey Corman's great speech comparing himself to the greatest people in the world. He really does love... Celebrate. ball. Okay, here's his speech. And night. Ah, uh, I get it. He's comparing he's himself it. to these great people, and he's saying, "My vision to open Melvis Land, or whatever the name of the mini golf is. It's free for tonight, just for tonight, folks. It's free for tonight." <laughs> I would totally go to that mini golf course. Now she's gonna. Just cut the way the it's got sold. Now look, do you see the cop touched her butt? Ooh. Do you see it? Yeah, totally. And Mel yeah. didn't say like, you know, Just get off, off my butt, officer. Right. Now that is that's gonna pay. Oh, that guy. What the butt grabbing or the screwdriver in this case? Grabbing. Well, the screwdrivers will pay off too. Listen, when I told you to sneak drinks into the amusement park, I didn't mean like literal screwdriver. <laughs> Could you get me a screwdriver, bartender? Phillips had her, stri her straight edge. <laughs> God damn it. Just give me a grasshopper. I I'm sorry, sir. We have chocolate-covered crickets. <laughs> it's part of our plant-based appetizer menu. Holy shit. Speaking of plant-based. This is not in the kids' movie. This is a bush-based. Oh, there he God. Boy, so I'm so mad at it. them. The male leer. Look at that male leer. That gremlin, that critter is me. That munchie is me. Yeah. Thank you, Corbin. <laughs> Look at those toys. Ugh. They never take. No, it's so ridiculous. No, they got the props, you know? That's the part of the universe. Especially if something looks phallic, you keep it on. That's like a general rule. I don't know if you saw Zapped again, but he works at a hot dog stand, and they have, like, giant phallic hot dog hats, and he wears it for most of the movie. <laughs> okay, he so... He being not Scott Baio. Now, basically, what's happening is the munchies will begin to terrorize the golf course. Oh, I just want to play through. <laughs> Wow, this is a re this must be a real golf course, right? I mean, like uh, a real mini fancy. golf place, yeah. Yeah. A guy named Robert Short created the munchie creature effects. So I want to say to you, a guy uh -huh. named Robert Short did 
did not create any munchy creature effects. They're to they're stuffed animals. He went to the Toys R Us. Yeah. He bought one of these dolls, one of those dolls, and he, like, poked stuff together. <laughs> well, they got to do what they got to do. It's the magic of movie and your imagination makes those uh, munchies come alive. Mm -hmm. Your imagination, your suspension of disbelief. Never mind the strings. <laughs> the writer Listen, just, just died. He just died. He died March 3rd. Oh, wow. Let me guess, he was electrocuted by a monkey. <laughs> That's right. Now, I don't know if I'm ah! he died because he was he died in Maui, Hawaii. Who did Harvey Corman? No, the uh, writer of this. His name was Lance Smith. Okay, so he wrote, I never heard of this, Love Shack in 1997 and Facade in 1999. I had never heard of that. I never heard those movies. I would have known the Love Shack. Love Shack. It's baby. a little PG-13 movie. Yeah, I it's 87 it. minutes. It's, it's about 20 Love. years old. <laughs> It got a 8.7 and Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody's grooving, baby. Folks, smiling. Okay. To see the movie Love Shack. Okay, so all we're getting here is more static between the family. You know, uh, he's now right. warning Harvey that uh, Harvey, bad Harvey, that if you cut them up, they multiply. And unrealistically, they're like, get out of here, kid. We're not believing your bullshit. For no reason. Yeah, suddenly now it's unbelievable. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's father and son moment. We shot. Oh, yeah, I remember my dad seeing my first, seeing the first monkey with my dad. Yeah, we used to shoot gophers. I had a, I had a gopher nine. You remember getting munchies with your dad, shooting them in the face in a miniature golf course? Wait, what? The age-old story. Okay, now they're throwing golf balls, and we're getting not hilarious right. at all. This is a cheap, uh, cheap plastic moment. So he's like, I'm going to cut them up. And Paul is like, don't cut you them idiot. up. They... The one thing you're not supposed to do. Right, so he cut his Who head off. Uh, off his leg. That's just not a good idea. Cops gonna show up, and that's why I <laughs> got up. Now you see what happens. Uh -oh. Implication. See, I told you. Just like Gremlins. Oh. So they're down into the... Oh, no, but that's where the nuclear waste is. Yeah. We gotta get to the factory before they get into the underground storage areas. <laughs> what a premise. What a premise. They gotta get there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so... Ooh, he's getting randy. They've been ordered to arrest, be arrested. It's the flimsiest, dumbest thing. 
And now Cindy is pretending she's like coming on to Dean, who has a weakness for her. That's why he's always such a meanie to her, you know, saying, please don't take boyfriend like a cuckold. What's that? Her her boyfriend's in the passenger seat. I'm calling him a cuckold. The boyfriend is no dummy. He knows that, you know. Oh, no, they're at a video store. How meta is this? And the thing is, go to the video store. We end up there, too. It's another bad plot twist of this bad movie. In the movie Gremlins, they go and they watch, I think, Snow White, and they, they cut to a scene of all these gremlins in the movie theater watching a movie, and the reference is, that's you. You are in the movie theater watching Gremlins in a movie theater watching me back. Uh-huh. And Munchie does the same thing. He went to the video store to buy munch, rent Munchies, and the Munchies now show up to the video store where you saw this movie. It's like if there was a Munchies 9 that they watched Netflix on, you know. <laughs> Suddenly they're watching Netflix. <laughs> Is Roger Corman still alive? Maybe we can get National Lampoon's yes. open micers going. Oh, yeah, he could do it. Yeah, Clint Eastwood did not have to be in this movie. I heard they got that Clint Eastwood for real cheap. <laughs> what was that, 87? Was that The Unforgiven? Outlaw, Such a Precious, Outlaw Jesse Helms? Jesse, uh, oh, Mike. Writer. Mike. Tell writer. You have to read. You have to watch that film. You can't even. Okay. Let's see what it says. Wh- which one is it? I don't know. I it was the movie it's that uh, Eastwood made. Yeah, that's 92 Unforgiven. Well, wait, maybe you're right because it's. Well, anyway. This is 87. The TV, right? And the TV's charged yeah. with electricity. And when it electrocutes uh-huh. the munchie, he turns back into a statue. Or he turns into a oh. statue. We later learn that they started as. Did he to the rescue? Mm-hmm. Who even remembers video stores? What a weird concept nowadays. This this whole place could be replaced by Redbox. <laughs> it was a different time, you know it. They we didn't have a delivery. I know it. I know it well. Physical. It had to be physical. Right. And they made money off of it. And also, that mom and pop shop, that one that they're terrorizing, I bet you they have an adult section in the back. With the beads, <laughs> of course they uh, entrance. That's every yeah. video store's dirty Block- little secret. It's not even a secret. Yeah, well, it's like Blockbuster kind of ruined the fun of it. But anyone that was a Blockbuster had a porno section yep. upstairs. Or like, you had to go to the beads. Now, where are they? They are in the sewer system. Oh, the sewer! No, they're in the, the sewer under, like an hour ago. They're in the underground storage area. Uh huh. Munchie's evidence. Oh wait. Good. I thought that was so. There wasn't an abducted child down there. You always rip me about Ooh, that. I didn't there. abduct her. It was consensual. Ask her. You always rib me about was that. that it was one time. Right. Oh, yeah. In real life. Uh-oh. You see the Spider-Man. spider? Yeah, I see a spider and a man. <laughs> this guy's a good actor. <laughs> spider. Spider. Spider my shoulder. 
Is he paralyzed? No, he's a, a wimp. Now look, she doesn't just knock it off. She picks it up because it's from a pet store. Oh, right. She gives it back to the Wrangler. The off-camera the off is the right. animal Wrangler. Now, this could be a moment in the film where we begin to feel some compassion for this cop. He's obviously fronting. But no, yeah. we don't uh, We don't go there. We don't have any time. We're just being the stupid movie. Don't have time for that. Our secret well, message there Washington. Uh, classic. He ripped that off of Bluto from Animal House. Uh, the joke was that his uh, the cop's uh, watch was completely speckled. Okay, now we have a scene we don't need. We have three little right. people, and for no reason. Okay, the plot doesn't make sense. Harvey Corman has taken Melvis and the cop to the underground facility, and they're like, "We're hungry, we're hungry," and Harvey Corman's like, "You're not stopping now." We're hungry, we're hungry, and okay, we'll go through the drive-thru. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, and then we cut to the, the people who work at the drive-thru. Right, and they're just... This is like every fast food joint I had. I got nothing to do. Be going clean up the fries here later. <laughs> now, the those three guys who we just saw, the little people, that's it. They're gone for the whole movie. Yeah. Well, they they had to shoot another movie with Corman. <laughs> right, put on like gladiator makeup. Step into Suddenly, the it's like, uh, okay, you're late for our Conan ripoff. Okay, so the manager's killed by the munchies, and the short people run away. And then Harvey Corman's getting no service on his on the drive-through, so they go in. It doesn't make sense. Don't you find that ironic that the fast food fast food killed the munchies? Or the munchies killed the fast food? The Usually it's the other way around. Yes. Yeah. Listen, he's a cop. What's going on in here? Butcher! Hey. Is this Florida? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't think so. We'll see if it's mentioned in the credits where they shot it. It just seems like a fun place. It's a miniature golf in the fast food joint. I bet you it's some sort of Midwest, like like New Mexico or Colorado or Utah. It's one of those deserts. Yeah. I mean, we just saw a tarantula. That's right. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, it's dusty, dusty roads. They're not exactly desert roads, but. So now uh, Cop is giving the spiel to Cindy, like, you know, I'm moving up in the world, thinking about getting married, you know. And she's like, whatever, creep. <laughs> okay, one guy, Frank Welker is one of the voices of Munchie. Oh, I know him. You do? I'm, I'm, yeah, Frank Welker. He's been the Scooby-Doo's voice for a while. He's a voice talent actor that's been around for decades. 
Well, it says since and, uh, in 1969. He played the voice of a dog in Up the Creek. I mean, he's done it all. He's done the Simpsons. Yeah. He, he does, like, all the voices. All the, anytime you need, like, an animal voice, they call him in. Yeah, right. Transformer, he does actual voice. Uh, human voice. I'm a robot. Oh, you an autotron. Mike, this one's for you. He's Nibbler on Futurama. Nice. Yeah, I don't like. I you know, I once mentioned I mentioned Frank Welker on Twitter like years ago, and like a voice talent website or something like retweeted me and said, "Yes, he is a, a natural treasure," or something along those lines. I said, "Like, you know, has he ever been bad?" Because he's in a lot. Of, I don't know if the guy's a creep, but he's like pretty cool. Yeah, you know, because someone like that has been in the industry so long. You go, I hope he's a good guy. Really? Uh, I'll leave it like that. Well, I don't know. I never heard any complaints against Frank Walker. Um, here's my complaint. He was curious, George. Have some self-respect. He was <laughs> like Transformers. He was on Garfield show. Um, well, he's done it all. He was he's honored hundreds in and 2016 with an Emmy Award for Lifetime Achievement. Okay, here's our rape connection. Okay, yes, here's a sexual assault scene. This is, guys, the I do the Star Trek. Mike does the rape. That's uh, not true. It's just all these movies from the 70s just happen. They all have, like, you know, You've chosen movies. Scenes. I remember you chose. <laughs> yeah. You chose I did. I chose the Well, no, I was like, here's a movie about a woman who robs people at truck stops and right. is shot by a couple during the 70s. I feel they're now Christians, right? Born again Christians. Right. I go, it sounds great. And when we actually watch the movie, it's horrific. Right. Remember yeah. that weird one where the guy wants to fuck a pig? Oh my god, it was a musical. And it was, yeah. And that was terrible. Apocalypse <laughs> Now guy was in it. Yeah. That's all in our archive. Yeah, that was good. I had two people oh, in the I studio watching it. that with us, and they could. It was a weird. It was like wink or s. It had like an exclamation point, like skunk, boink, or something. Yeah. It was like the not the hair people, but it was along those lines. Like it was their other musical. Okay, so it was like a hippie theater. (laughs) So you saw the cop grab Melvis's butt, okay? And what we missed was Melvis was complaining that she didn't have anything to eat and she was weak. And so the cop was helping her out of the the that truck, and he was totally, like, up on her, you know, and she was grinding into him. So they were, huh. like, playing, pretending, you know, behind the husband's back. And now they're in an elevator, and it's dark with the husband. So what do you think Melvis and the cop are doing? Uh, ass grabbing. Yeah, Jeez, like make it out, so pet, heavy petting. See, this is the irony of the 80s, like these artificial foods with uh, extreme names. You know, I have to give it up to Corman. His films are on, like, trauma films. Can you imagine if this was produced yeah, by trauma, right. like how hard it would be to sit through? Right. So 
I'm going to play the audio when we get to the scene in which they find the light inside of the uh, elevator. I don't know why it's funny, but it's really funny. Okay, I look forward to it then. Okay, so now she's trapped herself uh, in like a – I don't know why a room – it's not a freezer, but – And Paul's off on his own. Somehow they all got separated, and I kind of don't know why yeah, he's sneaking around. He hears them. This is all parody. It's all satire. Look at this bad effects, this bad puppetry. <laughs> this is bad puppeteering you work too, Carl. I guess, yes. Make it and a glory they, I, Roger Corman was all about opportunity. You need a gig? Yeah. Can you wave this stuff you at suck? him? Yeah, can you wave this stuff at him? I thought of a movie playing with my kids' toys. Yeah. Look, At least this movie delivers. There's more than one monkey. Okay, look, they're going to cut themselves up and chop themselves so that they can become more munchies. Suicide! Ha, 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 ha. When they come into two munchies, do they still have a, a remembrance of their previous life? What a good I used to be Stuart. The gods. No, they just become cackling little game balls. Right. Ah, we like beer. So now beer here. he turns off the power to all the machines. Okay. So they can no longer chop themselves off. Now somehow he knows how, where to go and everything. Well, there's no one else in the fucking factory. So that was pretty slick of him. Now he's getting electricity going. Oh, right. He turned them into statues. I remember this. Right. He realized that the fire of the gods means lightning. Now he's got a charged electric wire. Gotcha. Gonna smoke some munchies. Usually you smoke, then you get the munchies. Right. That's the way that they never make a pot reference, even though dude was there. Well, she says, like, he likes to eat. We'll call him munchies. Right. Exactly. He says, the fucking high motherfucker. And they sound like peeps, right? The they munchies. Do. Uh-oh. Looks like his tubes are tied. Well, you know the one voiceover guy. He's really good. The other one, not so much. His name is Fred Newman. He's one of the voices of Munchie or the, you know, the other voices. He's an actor, right. composer, musician, singer, Foley artist, and former talk show host. And that's it. That's all oh, it says. And I'm, a, I'm also a former Munchie. Did I, did I mention that? <laughs> yes. Yes, you have mentioned. I played a, I played a Munchie. Yes, yes. Okay, so Paul is Oops. now electrocuted them all, but for one. And he's destroying the statues, which is a weird thing to do. Oh, he really hates those munchies. Yeah, attack the munchies. It's his snack. Now, I guess he figures if no he attacks them all, they could never again become munchies, I guess. Right, because I heard if you break them in half, it can happen. <laughs> 
Look at that. It says 86 on the box. There's the old munchie that's fired right now. One oh, munchie left. Get this puppet off of me. Help, help. I'm being attacked by a He-Man. Yeah. He's jiggling it himself, right? Yeah, right. Electric he Well, we saw that before. What was that Brendan Fraser movie we saw, Nature's Revenge? Where, like, a, a furry vengeance. Furry vengeance. Furry vengeance. There's several scenes where he's holding, like, a stuffed raccoon going, Get away from my face! <laughs> he's the one doing it. Because, I mean, yeah, it's hysterical. When you're watching the movie and you're suspending disbelief, you believe he's being attacked. But when you realize it, it's just like, like so silly because there he is shaking a beanbag. But it's so funny, though. Like, he gives it his all. It's an A, yeah, a performance. Oh, look. Uh -oh. Kiss? Is this the end? Here, let's. Oh, yeah. Did he even notice? Nope. I think I would know. I would like to think I would know. So Harvey's oblivious that they were making out. Well, you know, they're, they're his stepson just died, so he's probably preoccupied. Yeah, I'm going to get you, Daddy. Cheating on other people's wives. He needs a lift. I got the munchies. I need a lift. I need a lift. Uh, that's very English of you. Yeah. See, you know I'm doing Waterman, and his name is Waterman. Yes. Oh, so you you kind of bonded with it. Will you have a character named Waterman on your uh, on Waterman? No, that's an interesting. That's a very funny pre premise. Ah. Like, they could be at. The I'm Waterman. Yeah, I'm Waterman. Like Who's Sam Waterman? At the uh, police station, and then the chief calls out Waterman, <laughs> and they both turn their heads. Yes. <laughs> no, not you, Waterman. 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 Not you, Waterman. Waterman. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now it's being exposed that he's using toxic waste, but he's putting that toxic waste in the food he makes. Right. It's such classic parody of what we consumed in the 80s. It's like the stuff. Now, the cop doesn't like that he was, you know, he's putting chemicals into the food, so he arrests him. <clears throat> now, you think it might have something to do with him liking Mavis, but no, he arrests Mavis, too. What a cop, man. He's going through no harm, uh, menopause. What's up with him? <laughs> Emotional. All right, take them away, boy. So, yeah, yeah. now we're getting the wrap-ups. Okay, so the bad guys are off to jail. The good guys are... Not that the cop is good. Walking off into the sunset. And he's got the statue for his father. So this is the end of Munchies, huh? What a way. They're not going to pop up at the end? No, but the... the um. There's an actor coming on screen who's interesting. Um, 
Let's see. Here he is. His name's Paul Bartel. There he is on the left. He was in all these. Oh my God! I love Paul. Yeah. You know him. Yeah, he said he directed Corbin movies, of course. Right. He did a great movie called Pride. He's from Rockford, New Jersey, my friend. Oh. He went to high school in Rockford. And so this is all he does. He. He. This is his only scene. He's like, "This. I'll give you twenty thousand dollars for this." And Corbin's like, "Fuck yeah." It, and he goes, I could send you to L.A. Yeah. to be a comedian. Oh, right, and start your career. Yeah, Paul Bartelli wears the same bow tie and the same blazer and everything. He just shows yeah. up. He uh, He's usually paired with Mary Warrenoff, who is a Warhol girl. And they're, they're right. not married, but they always play couples. Eating Raul is probably his first movie. They always say that they're married uh, in movies. Yeah, Eating Raul, 82. Yeah. Lust in the what Dust. Are, uh, scenes from a class struggle in Beverly Hills. It's yeah, hysterical movie. He did a movie called Private Parts, not not the Howard Stern right, movie, but it's Howard. about like a. It's really good. It's a seventies film. I would recommend it. Uh, this woman moves to L.A. and I think she becomes a robot or something like that. But like, it's cool. It's like she meets all these freaks in the streets. It's kind of a cool movie. His best thing to me, his best credit, is being in Rock and Roll High School, 1979. So we're wrapping oh, yeah. down. Mary was in that too. Yeah, I guess so. Paul Bart. You know, another movie where Paul Bartel shows up at the end. What's that? Hamlet with Ethan Hawke. Oh. The the Hamlet, the modern day version of Hamlet with Bill Murray and and Ethan Hawke. Yeah. When they do the duel, he hands off his papers. All right, I wrap here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. Yeah. We have munchied out. Carl, what did you think of this movie? I think it was bad. It was really not good. And it was fun for your show. But, I mean, the plot made no sense. The jokes fell flat. This was a movie that had nothing for everyone. Ah, I loved it. <laughs> it was such a, a love letter to the 80s. Like, just completely dated. And you got to see Harvey Korman in it, you that know, and that probably was the draw 40 years ago, 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I recommend Munchies. Way to go. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, if you heard last week's episode, we did Munchie, the uh, family-friendly semi-sequel to this movie. And, uh, yeah. All right. I'll just flat out say it. Carl, next week's movie is Munchie Strikes Back. Okay. The final in the Munchie trilogy. Okay. Uh, and we, we played the trailer last week. And we were so disgusted by it, we decided to do Munchies, the first one. But I'm sorry, man. Is it 94? We got to do it. Uh, yeah, 94. Munchie Strikes Back. All right. Here, for the, for, the audience, for the audience that don't know, uh, all the Munchies are dead in Munchies. But in Munchie, they find another Munchie who's, right. who's a lot fatter and, and talks English. And he's a puppet. And he helps the kid. He helps an adolescent bo white boy uh, with adolescent white boy stuff. And then, oh, he, because, right, his mom's dating a creep. And right. then, in Munchie Strikes Back, the creep is the star of the movie. He's, like, out for revenge or something. Yeah. Well, Munchie Strikes Back, too, so it's a, it's a story of two revenges. Right. Well, let's see. Uh, I saw the game credits going, so let's see if they uh, additional thanks to Coos Restaurant, Cheese and Pasta, Idols West, Robin Rose Ice Cream, Sam Miser Welding. Nice. I guess they don't give the locations of it. 
Well, it might have passed and we didn't pay attention. I'm sure this was like uh, like New Mexico or... Let me see. I'm going to type in Robin Rose ice cream and see what we get. <laughs> From 1987? Yeah, let's see what you get. Yeah. Okay. It's a, you know what? Venice, California is already popping up. Okay. Anytime. Restaurants. L.A. Chowhound. So, yes, uh, Los Angeles. Robin Rose Ice Cream. Oh, San Francisco. San Francisco. Soccer file. You should go to it. It was kind of written. So it looks like Rockford Files filming locations, they list uh, Robin Rose Ice Cream on Venice, California. Hmm. All right. That sounds good. Uh, are we, let's watch the trailer. It's a bunch of strikes back. Oh, okay. And if audience, if you'd like to watch the trailer with us, it's available on YouTube. We're just pulling it up right now, as professional as we are. What do you recommend? Uh, official trailer. I see Roger Corman. We watched this last week. Okay. On Roger Corman's official YouTube page. All right. I press I love pause. his official YouTube page. I All right. Zero, zero, zero. All right. Be the audio? Yes. Yeah, please do. Okay. Three, two, one. Old Concord. Oh no, this is New Concord. New Concord. This is a NSST. N stands for New. Uh, there it is. There's the creep. I see the monkey looks different now. And it's not like his face is fatter. Yeah, well, this is Howard Hessman. It's not even like Dom DeLuise in the second movie. So and that's a different white boy. Kid too. Yeah. So he's not getting Look out. the kid who ruined his... Uh-oh. Look at him, he's macking. Mudgee! Hot foot. Hot butt. Finally. Is he even going to take back? Hot butt. Uh, why do I keep wooden matches in my butt? Home Alone 8. I knew that was... I know, the marbles. Listen, uh, all you wannabe Kevins, that will kill the wet bandits on uh, these wooden marbles in the ground. Wow. See, the car landed on the wheels up, and now it can drive away easily. Ooh, Concord. His shirt for the production so cheap he's wearing like a production t-shirt. <laughs> Ooh, he blows up the school at the end. I hope it's the end. Yeah. No school for summer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be our next week's movie. We're going to conclude the Munchies trilogy Wait. with Munchie Strikes Back from 19... Yeah. Okay, Munchie Strikes uh, Back is one of those copies you hate. Uh, like, it's all zoomed in to a get-around copyright. Oh, no, we can't do it. Then we can't do it. I'm not going to watch it. All right. Is you, there... You're saved by the bell. Okay. Do I have a different movie lined up? No, uh, I'm trying well, to find a different version. Uh, I think I know what movie... You had... I had told you that, like, 
as you know, the premise of this uh, of our podcast, which is wrapping up very shortly, is that I read about these movies and they're on YouTube. And I usually pick the movies, but sometimes I'll pick a movie so bad, uh, I we flip the page and you pick the movie, and yeah. we agreed that these monkey movies are really bad, so we want to do a different film. So uh, you had mentioned uh, Killdozer, nineteen seventy four. All right. There's a trailer. Yeah. But you know what? I see versions that are one hour and 13 minutes. Is that the full-length movie? Uh, let's just see. Yeah. Is that a little All too right. short for you? No, it's fine. I just want to make sure. Sometimes when they post movies, they do it as it's not the real movie. You're just oh, cut at the end. Uh, you know, like it says full movie. Okay. If you put in trailer killdozer... Uh, you will find Boy Wonder has the TV commercial. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Let's uh, watch uh, Foy Wonder. It's F-O-Y Wonder, all one word. Killdozer, right, 1974, ABC TV movie commercial. You could put that in, or trailer Killdozer. All right. Okay. I think this is a TV movie, too, Carl. Yeah. Is it? Is this a bad Robert choice? Robert Ulrich. No, this is a great choice. I look forward to Killdozer. Okay, so uh, guys, we're going to watch the uh, trailer to next week's movie, Killdozer, a 1974 ABC movie. And uh, go ahead and give us the countdown there, sir. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Ooh, Saturday at 8.30. <laughs> it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie, I guess. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're watching Killdozer 1974 uh, next week. Now, wait. So we hope that you uh, – yeah. You're going you're gonna to do the research? I will. Okay. Oh, I look forward to it. I, I'm going to research the movie Killdozer, which wasn't even in the theater. Uh, and because Carl's picking the movie in retribution for watching these Munchies movies. But I still uh, – That was – Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, I know. So, um, all right. Well, sounds good. Yeah, this is your comeuppance for making me watch Munchies and Munchies. Uh, we'll be doing Killdozer next week. Carl, before we wrap up, anything you'd like to promote? Anything the audience should know about? Uh, no, no. You can come down to the open yeah. mic on Tuesdays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, be there in person. Be responsible, but be there. Uh, <laughs> okay, or don't. Being. You know what? No, uh, yeah. I discourage you. From going to the open mic, it is. Oh come on, right? No, no let's socially right. distance. Yeah. It's not over yet, folks. It's not over yet. Right, it's not over yet, but we want to keep you sane and safe. And uh, I have nothing, a lot not going on. Uh, but if you go to issue.com, that's issue spelled I S S U U in the first of Savage Henry, you'll see my latest contribution to the Humboldt County Humor Magazine. Uh, in PDF form. How exciting is that? Uh, that's it. Carl, thank you so much. Thank you. It was always a pleasure talking with you and watching a movie with you. Audience, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure as we let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. And we hope you still subscribe to LWFLMOYT, our Twitter page, and our YouTube page. And we're also on Facebook by the full title.
W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L. Okay, all right, fast. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one. Oh God. Okay. You don't know what OTT is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Ready? L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A L F L O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. Listen to Mutiny Radio on a Sunday. I don't know what's wrong with you, but thanks for doing that. Um, hey, we're just hanging out in the stew, trying to um, entertain you folks with something not pol- political. Okay. <laughs> Three clowns talking about kombucha. Yeah. How about the weather? That's it's the worst thing you could possibly say. Anytime so anyone smoky. brings up the weather, I'm like, it makes you have nothing scared. else to talk about, though. Like, there's, there's nothing else except, oh, look, we're all experiencing this same weather right now. Like, about I've had some good conversations about weather, though. Like, it really is something that we all experience. It's kind of cool with strangers. It is warm, huh? And yesterday was cold. It really was, though, wasn't it? And we both experienced that. Thank you very much. The world is so small. Natural disasters. Those are those are exciting enough, right? Dude, big basins gone. Like the nas- the natural the national park, like the, That's the really actual sad. spot, yeah. Uh we we just went there on a little picnic endeavor and then like two days later it was like Big Basin tur- burning down <laughs> all of it. Yeah, like the visitor center and everything. It's all gone. Because the apocalypse is upon us? Well, I don't know. I I always, I think that the apocalypse is just an excuse uh, to not deal with the issues that are going on. But I have a theory. Well, it's not like a theory. It's just a superstition. Because this Ouija board demon told people that the world was going to end in 2020. So I just want 2020 to be over. Like, I on on New Year's Eve, I told this to people. I was like... The world is going to end in 2020. I'm going to get blackout drunk. And then I got taken to the hospital. Because <laughs> wow. the Ouija board demon, was that on Twitter or what? No, it wasn't on Twitter. When I was in middle school, I researched this Ouija board demon because my mom experienced it. And then multiple other people experienced it. So I researched this Ouija board demon. And apparently the world, he said that the world is supposed to end in 2020. His name is Zozo. And that's why his <laughs> name is Zozo. Because it's like a Z is like a two. And an O is like yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Right? But also he's like the king of deception, so that's another thing that makes me feel that makes me feel okay. Did did you see the Mayan calendar thing actually got moved to like twenty twenty five or something? They're like, Oh wait, we weren't wrong. No, first we it got wrong. moved first it got moved to twenty twenty. Like it got moved to like the middle of the summer of twenty twenty <laughs> and I was so scared. I was like, This is the day. This is it. Well, the person crossed. who made the calendar was dyslexic, 
He actually meant 2021. Or the apocalypse could just mean uh, a time of great change. Maybe we're going to realize some things and and become better. The world will end as we know it. Yeah, the, the, you know, we're living in grime. Have you guys ever seen, um, oh shoot, what was that movie about the, the, the pixies in the forest? It was animated. Fern Gully. Fern Gully, yes. Yes. So it's basically like we're living in the muck. Yes. And we got to get out of there or things are going to, you know, ramp up to worse things. Another theory that I have about the world ending is that I'm going to die because if, like, my perception as a human being is the world. It's the Donnie Darko theory. Yeah. I never saw it. Donnie Darko, the the world's going to end, the world's going to end in this amount of time, and it was just his world. His world, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, maybe maybe I watched Donnie Darko too many times as a kid. (laughs) That's not a kid's movie. It's It's not, no. It's not a kid's movie. It's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal would be looking hot in that movie, though. Yeah, With no he's really eyebrows. Moody. He's really moody. It's good. <laughs> it's really. Yeah, that's cellar door. My thing. <laughs> Drew Barrymore, her little character, said cellar door, the two most beautiful words in the English language. No, shut up. Cellar door. Cellar door. Cellar door. <laughs> Still waiting on that libertarian revolution. <laughs> Noel, Noel Wiley and uh, and uh, Drew Barrymore having an underground secret passionate affair in the middle of Donnie Darko. Some pe- <laughs> people don't notice everything in that movie. There's oh a lot yeah. going on. A torrid affair. I get it confused with Pan's Labyrinth. Which really? W- which one is the one with the hand eyes? The hand eyes is Pan's Pan Labyrinth. Labyrinth. That's not. Oh, Donnie, Donnie Darko's Darko the is bunny the head. Big bunny. Okay, okay. Frank. Yeah. Frank. The These big are blind bunny. spots. Have you seen the movie Frank though? Yes, the one with the big like big mask guy, mascot and head. he decides to go to South by South, like take a band to South by Southwest. Yes, he's too weird for the world. It's so, man, eighth grade Aaron was like, I too am too weird for this world. I'm too artsy and sensitive. No one will ever understand. See, this is why I like Aaron. He's basically Jake Gyllenhaal and Donnie Darko. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take as a comment. I've never seen. I've never seen Jake Gyllenhaal in anything. What? Whoa. He's one of those actors I've accidentally avoided. How? Day after tomorrow. He's in everything. Nightcrawler. No, he's no, no, no. He oh, was in Zodiac. Crawler. I've seen Zodiac. Okay, there you oh, go. Oh yeah. He was. He sucked in that movie, dude. He was way too <sighs> pretty. He was way too pretty to be like the nerdy outcast, antisocial. That was. He needed that was to his. share with Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Mark Ruffalo at the same Mark time. Mark Ruffalo, I like because he looks like a regular dude. Jake Gyllenhaal is way too pretty to be. Jake Gyllenhaal what he was. is like transitioning into being a character actor. Have you guys seen this? Have you guys heard about this? He's <laughs> transitioning into being a character actor because like the n- last few movies, like Oakja, um, that movie where he's a Oakja was great. Oakja was amazing, but What's he was Oakja? a character actor in that, right? Oh like he was God. just like meow, 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 weird. That's true. Yeah. He What's Oakja? It's okay. It's this amazing movie about. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's like a vegan movie. It's like you shouldn't eat animals, essentially. <laughs> but it's it's really good. It's about this genetically modified pig, and there are ten genetic genetically modified pigs around the world, I think. And it's a contest to see who could raise the biggest one, and then the biggest one like has like a family, and they like fall in love with it, and then but they won, so they I don't know. 
They try to kill the. They and then they realize like they were gonna eat these. They didn't realize that it was the. Yeah. They didn't realize. Yeah. That they were gonna shoot him oh. in the head and murder. That scene That's at that end when oh. they're in the in the processing plant is like. Ugh, it's so. Classic up. Charlotte's Web. Yeah. That's they a great know. movie. Charlotte's Web. Yeah, the it's live action that's one. That's a great novel. I prefer the novel. Yeah, Thank the you. novel's good too. <laughs> Dude, have they made <laughs> The Giver like into a movie? Yeah. yeah, they have. It's awful. Okay, it's not good. that's too bad. That book, that's a fire-ass book. Speaking of fire in the sky, the uh, asteroids are going to uh, collide with the uh, Earth. This summer. Dude, what if summer. what if an uh, asteroid said was that like four what, times. If, what if an asteroid was about to hit Earth, but then it got picked up by a fucking hurricane and threw that shit at another planet? That's impossible. No, but no, no, no. I no. like the imagination. And then it got shot by lightning while it was getting picked up by the hurricane, so it got put on fire, and it got shot up to to another planet like Saturn, and then it hit Saturn, and and then it turned out there were people living on Saturn, and they were like, Earth just attacked us, and Ooh. then and then they attack us, and then that's. Yeah, we can't have that. No, we should dude. just take it. I've seen it happen. Sacrifice. You've seen it happen. Uh, the whole the whole asteroid thing. It's like if there was actually an asteroid coming, they would go to they would go shoot it. There's they a movie about that too, it. isn't there? With they would go shoot at it. No, nah, I think they because we can mine on With asteroids. Nukes, they, yeah, they'd shoot it or something. They would shit. nuke it. They would nuke that asteroid. They would nuke the shit. They would out nuke it. the <laughs> shit out of that asteroid. Are you kidding me? They probably have like diamonds and shit on the inside, honestly. And it the 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 debris. That it would make? We sick. Uh? Everybody gets a souvenir. Yeah. No. Mostly it would hit water though. Uh, Just as long as it doesn't like hit the earth so that the the like like the whole thing like shakes, like that's fine. If it's just a tiny a bunch of tiny asteroids, then only a little bit of people die. What if it just took out Ohio? What if it just <laughs> would that crushed be Ohio? Would that be enough to quench your bloodthirst? It ha- yeah, it has right. to get Indiana too. Indiana. Yeah. There's not that many people in. But there's enough. <laughs> okay. To be a problem. Enough to be a problem. That's like three percent of. Plus, America. that'd be so fresh to have like a fat ass volcano next to Chicago. No, volcanoes are scary. Volcanoes are savage. You can throw people into the middle of them. You can look down into them and think about shit. I heard you can throw the next iPhone into a volcano, and it'll survive. That's crazy because my iPhone is cracked. Yeah? Well, yeah. the next one has a release date. You can throw it into a volcano. Cool. I get an upgrade in five months. Let's let's rage. Let's get that new I thought iPhone. you just got new phones for free because you've broken like eight of these. You've shattered like but eight I of don't the same model phone. Them. I know, but That's you still insurance. get a new phone. That's insurance, baby. Yeah. Cop that insurance. Absolutely. Cop that insurance for three phones on the same insurance yes plan. sir uh, yeah yes sir. yes sir yes sir yes sir yes sir but yes, they sir. take it back they take the old phone back so that you're yeah, really do. just They're getting supposed a new phone to, no, but they never i have. have not ever sent it to them yeah. little little oh. known fact um yeah touchscreen technology is actually the dead souls of chinese babies that's what oh. i hear actively in there moving actively shit for in you there, yeah so that's it's why all the apps quake when you like yeah <laughs> Oh, that's why they're they trembling. <laughs> <laughs> that's why your phone dies all the time. Is that oh. they're they're already dead. It's like they're a Sid's tired. baby. It's a dead. Tired, tired. The soul. Th- they just put just the soul. Just the souls <laughs> of dead Chinese babies. That's what iPhone t- touchscreen technology is actually made from. Little known fact. Glad to put that out there. I'm glad to know that. I hear the Windows phones are from souls of developers that sold out in high school. 
Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> uh, I saw an ad begging people to be program app developers today on Reddit. Oh, you want to develop an app? Just let's to like be a software developer. No, let's, develop. let's develop a phone sex app where it just calls into me any radio and you immediately get charged a hundred dollars on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what a phone sex app is. Uh, essentially, but this all the proceeds go to Muni Radio in this Sounds situation. I'm, I'm down with that. Um, uh, other other little known little known fact: uh, the Rubik's cube was actually the first test for autism. Whoa! Ooh. Like if you solved it or if you couldn't, <laughs> or if you it came out like a Both. circle. Oh. <laughs> came out like a circle. Yeah. Little, just bring you guys just little known facts. Because little it important things. Because it makes you think about like systems and shit, right? Interesting. I could never do one of those. That shit was hard. Dude, is my uncle hella autistic? I don't know. Can man. he do a Rubik's Cube? He's really yes. Yeah, he's good he at creates puzzles. puzzles. Like he he's creates like the super hexagonal yeah, ones that are like autistic. this big. Yeah. Okay, that yeah, makes sense. He can taught I me how to juggle. Can I get a little personal with you guys? Of course. Well, it's just that the Doritos Supreme wrap at uh, Taco Bell is like one of my uncle's favorites. No, I'm just kidding. I was trying to put some product placement in. Um, some <laughs> woman cube. was arrested for s- two women were s- were arrested for stealing MAGA hats. Swag. Wow, that's good for cool. them. Is Dude, that, is that stand the furthest extent of that? In, man. <laughs> but like very anti-society, but also like anti-capitalism, but also the most pro-capitalism stealing MAGA hats. If I could get even more personal, I've been getting so many friend requests from bots and scams. I don't know what to do. I said horny on Twitter and then like 15 people followed me and and then messaged me and I just had to block them all. Which sucks because I need that ratio. Right? I need it. But I don't want to I don't want to fuck with that. How often do you go through your following and unfollow people that don't follow you back? Because I do it <laughs> daily. Like every two days. I got another unfollow recently, and I was like, y'all y'all tripping, dude. I it, it's some people that like I met at a party and talked to for like 10 minutes, and they're like, wow, you have a Twitter? And then, and then they unfollow me later, and I ask myself why I'm hurt. But just last night, I was at Dolores Park, and some guy walks over. He's like, hey, man. You got a spare cigarette? And I'm like, yeah, here you go. He's like, oh, man, uh, you know, I like your, uh, what did he say? What did he say he liked? Your Twitter? No. (laughs) He he liked, oh, shoot. Something I'm wearing? Maybe my shirt? Maybe my tie? Anyway. Tattoo, uh, maybe? We got talking, and he he was cool, and he was like, we got really talking, okay? And I kinda like steered it in some directions, but um I told him I was a comic and I told him I was uh, an actor and he was like, Oh dude, have you been in anything? And I was like, Yeah, this thing He was like, No way, I'm totally into that And I was like, Well y- you wanna see What was no, the he's thing? Like, Can I see it? Where is it? And I'm like, You should follow me on Instagram. That was the first time I told someone to follow me on Instagram. I have more questions now. What were you in that he liked? Uh, 13 Reasons Why. You were? What? Who yeah. were you? I was... <laughs> you didn't... <laughs> Did you kill yourself? <laughs> you guys are going to be so surprised when I tell you. 
then tell us. That I was also in the new Steve Jobs movie no one saw with Michael Fassbender, Seth Rogen, Kate totally Winslet. See that. Shit, that's crazy. But what did you play in these? Okay. Were you an extra? I was just an extra. I was an so. extra in Empire, but you could see me, dude. Whoa. I was an extra in Empire. That's t- where? Uh, what? Yeah. What episode? Um, I don't remember. It bitch. was like season. It was like season six something. But it was. It was the it was one where we all had to stand in the park, but I was in the front because I was a cute little indie kid who had like a little <laughs> a little uh, pixie cut, and I was wearing a little dress and some some little Doc Martens, and everyone was like, "Wow!" Like everyone who was watching the show looked at me, and they were like, "Wow, that girl's a star." Wow. <laughs> and, that, and then she played the, the part of waitress. Who, but it, the thing is, Empire has fallen off so much that no one really watched that episode, so no one important saw it. But if someone important had seen it, then I would be a movie star right now. Dude, <laughs> it, did, 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 didn't Fool stop watching it because Jesse Smollett faked a hate crime? Yeah. That was before Jesse Smollett faked a hate crime. That was before Jesse oh. Smollett faked you, a hate you crime. Got, you were on the train before it cried. Yeah, they were already. I, yeah. Sister's famous now, though. They must have like a really good agent or something because Journey Smollett is now in uh, Lovecraft Country, some podcast uh, it's commercial I keep getting. It's a it's oh, a movie, yeah. yeah but it's, it's a, a it's a new show on HBO, which I'm kind of excited about because it's a uh, what's it called? It's a uh, Jordan Peele joint. Oh, Jordan yeah. Peele joint. It's a Jordan Peele joint. But why do the Smollets just get to be famous? Like it really must be networking or something that they're like Jesse's out, Journey's in. No, I don't yeah. know who either of those people are. Really? At all. I have never, I have no idea who they are, no idea what they look like, no idea. Jesse Smollett was the sensitive gay guy on Empire. Empire. I don't know what Empire it's is. It's a TV oh. show. Really? Okay, it's, it's, a a sh- it's a Chicago-based TV show, but it was pretty popular for a yeah, while. Yeah, it was on FX, few, right? Yeah, it was on FX. It's about a black record label that releases, like, rap records. Yeah. Is Jesse Smollett white or black? He's black. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they, he... He faked a hate crime, like saying that someone was uh, shouting racial slurs and threw homophobic bleach. slurs. And then they him. threw bleach on him and put a noose around his neck. And then when the police came to his house, he still had the noose around his neck. And he was like, I just wanted you guys to see it. Like, I didn't take it off. And they're like, you can take it off now. And Whoa. then it turned out that he hired those guys. Yeah. So it was all faked. Why would anybody do that? For publicity he, and for money. He didn't like, yeah, he didn't like his salary, apparently. That yeah. was the reasoning. <laughs> He's, yeah. Also, I, yeah, ugh. Yeah. I don't think it helped him. But he definitely got lots of publicity. He just kind of can't use it. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of SNL sketches about him being like, like faking other, it, it's funny. Chris Redd plays Jesse Smollett. He's still getting defended, though, just for his identity, you know? I, I, I said something vaguely like, Jesse Smollett joke, haha. And then I got like four, yeah. Dare. Like four people hit me up and they were like, don't you. Don't, don't trivialize the struggle of a black man. I was like, I'm not, just this one in particular. His struggle sucks. What are you talking about? He doesn't have a struggle. He paid people to do a hate crime against him, he paid them money. I Lame. mean, if Dave Chappelle makes fun of you, I think that's the nail in the coffin. Yeah. As far as everyone should go, he's he served his time. He did it to himself, though. I know. There was a girl at our college right after the Jesse Smollett thing happened, who stabbed herself in the park. Oh, <laughs> and right. Told everyone that she had been stabbed. And there was no wound. She didn't something? call the police. She just went. She like slashed herself. 
And so she went to the she went to the dorm and she was like, "Can someone call the police? I just got stabbed in the park." And they were like, "Why didn't you call the police when you were in the fucking park, bro?" And it turns out she faked it. She just slashed. Why herself. would anybody do that? Attention. I, attention. Yeah. yeah. But there's so many easier. W- I mean, you Sometimes know. I think about it. Like pills, pills in the bathroom. You know, litter. You know, laying on the. You go into the dorm bathroom and you fall. You lay on the floor and you scatter the pills around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you go like, because then people really think that you're like struggling, like mentally. Yeah. Yeah. They can't call you out for it. But if you if you cut yourself, they're like. Well, how did you get? If you, once you bring cops into it, they're gonna actually find out what happened, and you're gonna have to be like, uh-huh. yeah, actually diss me now. Take those emotional problems I had to do this in the first place, and just fuck with them. Yeah, I don't. I think that she uh, she at least changed majors after that happened. Oh, good what, for what her. would I, what would that? I don't understand. Just I don't to know. Be what around different different people. Yeah, different people. No, no, not a lot of people actually know what she looks like. But oh, I just, do. It's the bike girl. It's the bike girl that... Oh. It's the bike girl. We used to think she was so cool. Yeah. We all Aww. thought she was so cool. She used to wear these big Genko jeans all the time, and she rode <laughs> a bike and would, like, smoke a cigarette on the bike. She was and an And then she pretended to get stabbed. <laughs> so now everyone thinks she's a loser. That's not metal at all. She used to be so, like, one of those androgynous art school kids, and now she's still one of those, but one of the lame ones. What brings you... To the point where you're like, this sounds like a good idea. I have no I'm idea. I'm gonna get a knife in the park. And did she uh, did she describe who it was? Or did I she think she said it was a black man. Oh no! <laughs> no no no! No! no. <laughs> you're right. You gotta add that extra layer of <laughs> <laughs> of tr- of shittiness. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think uh, Juicy Smollier, uh inspired her? It that? was like right after that. Yeah. It was like right after that, which is so funny because they had just found out that he did a hoax. So maybe she was like, "But I'm smarter than Jesse Smollett. I'm not going to hire anybody. I'm just going to slash myself and say that someone else did it." Wow. She dreamt it, and she stuck by it though. Stuck. <laughs> she stuck by it. <laughs> but, um, but it's so embarrassing because the whole school gets like an email. Like, so the whole school got an email about this girl getting stabbed in the park, and we are like, oh, shit. And then the whole school gets another email, like, disregard that other thing. No one got stabbed in the park. Oh, my God. That's so embarrassing. I know. Like, no one told it. Like, we, we found out bitch. because of rumors who it was, but um, but no one it, – it, it's those just e- – it's still embarrassing. Those emails There's fucking so suck, There's so many other ways to have a cry for help. Oh, yeah. You know, living in Chicago, like in the kind of downtown area, there's a lot of shady shit that goes on. We get those emails every time anything bad happens. Like we got an, e- we get emails about people dying in all the fucking time. From like, a, like so they they sent us an email that said, a, cro- a, a man succumbed last night in front of the Potbelly Sandwich Shop. You have to yeah. put the cord back in. It kind of buzzed out. Can you press another? But yeah, he succumbed. Lifting the veil. Sorry. He succumbed. Oh, I'm succumbing. Succumbing to what? 